Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Welcome to The Athletic MBA Show, Monday through Friday, on The Athletic Podcast Network. New York strip steak. This is the basketball buds. Braised beef short ribs. With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writers. Get mad at me, bro. I'm gone. Welcome to a new edition of Basket Buds on the Athletic NBA Show. Show and on the NBA. We're gonna redo that one again, there, Jay. We gotta leave that Still in there. We gotta leave it, or at least throw it in there. <laughs> My man says the athletic NBA show, 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 show. Oh, uh, nobody likes you, Jay. Uh, <laughs> welcome to a new edition of the Basket Buds on the Athletic NBA Show, part of the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm not Zach Harper. I'm Mo DeKeel. I'm filling in today and. Thankfully, I have one of my favorite human beings, Trayvon Edwards, and just some other guy I happen to know, Jay King, on the show with us today. Fellas, how you doing? What's going on? What a hell of an intro. <laughs> Jeez. I, was, I like Jay King. I was better before you turned your video on, Mo. So while we're You're recording, Mo, Mo's got his video on. And man, he he's haggard. <laughs> I am tired. I am tired. I don't even think I know an individual that ever used haggard. <laughs> that's a first to me well fellas we got to jump right in the clippers and trey this is especially important because you and i are both la guys the clippers broke ground in inglewood into it dome is what the stadium is going to be called nothing gets in our way boom keep coming hardcore the hardcore clippers that's us <laughs> had a inter, uh, introductory press conference about the whole thing shovels all that fun stuff but we got to first go to this really weird random concert that they had as a celebration and you know what Trey I'm just gonna let you kind of set the scene I mean I don't I don't know where to start is the band is it Clipper (laughs) Daryl dancing off beat like it's a lot to unpack and again they need to get some black people in the boardroom because (laughs) this just wasn't this wasn't right like I mean Sure. I mean, maybe Steve Ballmer thought this was the, the best idea. It reminds me of those TV shows where, you know, they do, a, you know, a, a ceremony, the key to the city type thing. And they got the band and it's a small local town. But this is Los Angeles, California. Right. And in order to avoid jokes from Lakers fans and the rest of California, you got to you got to look cool doing it. And they did the thing in Clipper fashion, like. I I personally don't have a, a vendetta against the Clippers. I don't care about the Lakers as well, but this was very cringeworthy. I mean, I I, I, I got even... I got just so awkward just watching it, and so I I actually like Kawhi was sitting there looking just miserable, and I felt for him because I would have been miserable too. I I, I would have been looking out there like what in the hell. Did they decide to do for this event? 
why couldn't they have had something more entertaining, more fun? But should it- I mean, it's 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 hard because there's just not enough musical talent in Los Angeles, Jay. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, you're 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 having a hard time. Palmer couldn't finding- afford anyone better. <laughs> I mean, it was cringeworthy, and you guys touched on it. Kawhi looked miserable. Gave us a brand new meme that we're going to be using for quite a while. You know, PG didn't look all that thrilled by it. Uh, it's just, it was really weird. Like I just, just that whole thing. The whole vibe was awkward. Um, but the arena itself, though, is pretty huge news. I mean, they're going to pour in. 1.8 billion into this arena, privately funded, no taxpayer dollars to it, which is always something I think that's really important. But what do you guys think? And I want to start with you, Jay, in terms of what this means for the Clippers organization. Now, they're not going to move in until 24, 25 season. But what does this kind of signify to you before I go to Trey? Yeah, it's, it's always been, they've been like the little brother in Staples Center. You know, it, it's always been that was the Lakers arena. That's where the Lakers won their championships. That's where the Lakers had a lot of history. And then the Clippers just played there. And when Doc Rivers got in there, one of the first things he did was decide that during the the Clippers games, they were going to get rid of all the Lakers banners and cover those up and make sure that that history wasn't there to kind of have their own identity. But you're never going to have that in the Staples Center because that's where Magic Johnson won so many titles. That's where... All the Lakers. Jay, 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 Jay. Ma- Magic Johnson didn't play at Staples Center. He never got a chance to play at the Staples Center. <laughs> <laughs> was built in uh, 1999. Man, that's and, a tough uh, hit for the kid. That's a tough hit for the kid. It's a good fact. Um, it's a good fact, Jay. Anyway, Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal played there. And and so you're never going to overcome that. Are you that. sure they played there? Are you sure they played there? Yes. Do you feel very confident about that? Positive they played okay. there because I, I covered them there. Um, but actually I just covered Kobe there, not Shaq. Um, but yeah, you're never going to overcome that shadow if you're playing there. And, and so I don't think it's the biggest deal that they have their own arena, but it's just, it's one more step away from being the little brother and one more step for them, I think, toward having their own identity and, and not being, you know, the, the Clippers of old as Balmer has come in and really, I think, reestablished that franchise, giving them an entirely new identity. Yeah, and then being in Inglewood right across the street from the form, which is where Magic Johnson played, Jay, in case you needed it. He had a lot of big shots edu- in the in the form. Ed- education there. Like, <laughs> That's tough. That's tough. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's going to be right next to SoFi Stadium, the new Rams and Chargers uh, arena. Trey, what's your view of the whole thing? I guess. I mean, I don't. I don't know how much um, arenas are appealed to recruitment. You know what I mean? It's not like it's college where players are like I can't wait to play in this. You know what I mean? And see my jersey up in here and the fans going crazy. Um, but also the Clipper jokes are pretty lame. I think if Bomber could keep the tickets affordable um, and fans get to experience a new arena, a closer arena. Um, you know, and a chance to fill that thing up, then I think it's going to be great for the community. But then also there's a pushback on, you know, he has, I think, a $100 million commitment and $80 million is to affordable housing. What is affordable? So those are things you have to factor in because it might not be affordable for people like me. (laughs) You know what I mean? And what I mean by people like me, people of color and more so people that grew up in that area. I'm from Compton and, you know, people that are in the South Central area. Does that move them out? Does that allow them to, you know, 
get an, a facelift of their homes. You know what I mean? Like, how does that work? You know what I mean? Or does Inglewood become Iwood and, you know, become a gentrification type area, which, right. you know, it loses its true culture. You know what I mean? But um, overall, for the state of the Clippers, I think it's great. Um, I see, obviously, Laker fans throwing shots saying why they didn't go to Anaheim or San Diego. I would love even to be in San Diego. A reason to go to San Diego would be Kawhi would have loved for them to be oh, in San Diego. It would be great. It would be great. It would be amazing. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I think this is a positive moving forward. Bomber sounds, seems like a good governor to um, make the right choices in this franchise direction com- compared to Donald Sterling. So um, I'm all for it. I mean, a stick would have made this thing a right franchise in the right direction over Donald Sterling. But, you know, the the thing for me, Trey, like when people are pushing for the late, uh, Clippers to go to other cities, just completely leave L.A., man, that's not the point. Like, they're still going to be more profitable than most teams as the second team in L.A. than they would if they were the first team. In, in, in the only team in San Diego or Seattle or, or whatnot. Like, I just don't think people understand the value of being in this big market in that sense for what it does. And what I think ultimately it does for the Clippers, it gives them a little more control in terms of their schedule. You know, when you're at Staples Center, you're the third tenant. The Kings, because AEG owns the Kings and owns Staples Center, they actually get the first choice of dates. Then the Lakers. Did Jonathan AEG, Quick play in the Staples Center? Uh, he did. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you. you you're, you're getting there. You're getting there. Just keep thinking, you know, 2000s. Jay. Even Taylor Swift uh, has more privileges than the Clippers right now. Yeah, absolutely. Crazy. You know, this gives them control of like, hey, we don't have to play a 1230 game because the Lakers are playing at 630 on Sunday. You know, they can kind of control their schedule a little bit more than they could before with Staples Center and get more premium dates and that stuff. But I also think it's just going to be good. Everything you guys said, out of the Lakers' shadow, have your own building, have your own control. They're going to have a practice facility there. Um, But I found this to be the most interesting thing about the arena. Steve Ballmer said they're going to have the most bathrooms ever at any stadium. Toilets, toilets, toilets. What do they look like? How do they get deployed? The architects uh, keep getting on me. You're supposed to call them fixtures uh, instead of toilets. But... It's the same thing. Because he wants to make sure it doesn't take anybody a long time to go to the bathroom and miss any part of the game. As someone who covers the Celtics, which has one media bathroom, <laughs> like like one little toilet, like that's it. <laughs> I am I am a big fan of many bathrooms in the arena. You don't you don't want to get caught in that line at halftime of a game. So I'm Bomber. <laughs> you, you, right. you hear that, Boston? <laughs> Step it up or you're gonna lose Jay King to Los Angeles. Start, start. No, he's not allowed in the city. During playoffs, like he's only allowed for a little bit, and then he's got to go. During he's playoffs, got like a week visa. Set up, they have to set up porta potties for for the okay. media okay, because there's bad. not enough. It's crazy. It's it's a like high end porta potty though. It's not your regular porta potty, but it's it's, it's a porta wild. potty. It's I didn't know there were high end ones. <laughs> no, I, I don't think that's a bidet. What's the bidet craze, by the way? I feel like I there's mean, a bidet who doesn't craze. like their hiney clean? It's just cl- it's being clean. It's being That's clean, all it is. man. 
I wipe my ass like a regular person. But but do you have wipe insurance? This gives you wipe insurance. This right here makes sure that you do not streak and make sure that you just not crumb, etc. Excuse my language for those who are eating breakfast consuming this tomorrow. But no, but it's important. It's important facts. Continue, Trey. So a bidet is very, very, very crucial to the bathroom experience. I would love for you to experience that one time, Jay. Bidet Trey. Hey, <laughs> but day tray. You know, we've gone a little off track with Absolutely. the toilets, but the um, and bidets, which is something weird to talk about. But I think the one thing, and I think Trey, you touched on it. It's not going to change bringing in talent. You know, it's it's not college, right? Guys are going to come in. You just got to be in a good environment. But I I do think having a fan base will matter a little bit more for them. I think they'll be able to control somewhat tickets and things like that. We've all been to the Clipper games at Staples Center. It's rarely a Clipper home crowd, you know, and it's definitely not when they play the Lakers. But if this can begin to give them home court advantage to some degree, I think it takes them a long way. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And then I think just having Balmer has changed a lot for that organization. Like, he's put them on a track that... Like he's willing to pay. He's willing to bring in top talent. He's giving these guys the top line things that athletes want. And and I think that's really important because for a long time, the Clippers, like beyond all the the external stuff that Donald Sterling was was known for, like he just cheaped out on a lot of things that make a difference in an organization. Ballmer is not going to cheap out. Ballmer is going to give that team every resource possible. And I think players notice that, and that makes a difference. Yeah, I mean, he's just not. I mean, he's worth now about like what a hundred billion at this point. Like, you know, the like, one point eight billion. This is a guy that doesn't <laughs> care about. Listen, he don't care about nothing. I'd be thinking about that, right? The stuff- he probably makes more money per day than he could possibly spend in a day. Like, oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, just think about it. Like the stuff that an average American. Or anybody in the world thinking about if I was that rich, what would I buy? Like I'd be looking at him and I'd be like, yo, what's your thought process? You could buy, you could buy a human right there. Be like, yo, you I want you today. Not not even not even that. He can give away half of that. Yeah. And, and still be rich. And, and his and his generations of the bomber family still wouldn't have to work. Like, you know, I'm talking four or five deep probably wouldn't even have to do anything if he gave gave away half. Like that's just where he's at. But that's a powerful tool. I will say shouts to him and his wife quietly working, um, doing some good in the streets of Los Angeles. Um that doesn't get a lot of media attention. Um I know it's a lot of jokes and he's memed often because he's just that passionate about his his hobby <laughs> as being a a, 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 a a Clippers fan. And also the governor of the team, but um, you know, for the most part, like he he he's not he's not a culture vulture. He's not one of those type of people that um, isn't giving back. So we got an all thumbs up approval yes. rating for Steve, Palmer. except for the event that he put together for the groundbreaking. That just whoever is in charge of bringing in talent, like I don't even yo, think that yo, was on him. He was just kind of like, "Is this what's hip?" 
All right, cool. Let's he didn't even it. look. He didn't even look like he was that into it when you watched the, the video. The video was equivalent to the Met Gala's dinner. <laughs> <laughs> it was brutal. It was brutal. But let's move on a little bit because the other big thing that happened this week: John Wall and the Houston Rockets have. He basically just said, hey, we're going to look for a trade possibility for John Wall. Now he has, I think, like $50 million due this year and has a player option for $50 million the next year, something around he's that. Due, don't, he's, don't, don't look he's up the numbers. He's due 91.7 in the next two, right? There there we go. And it's a player option for the, second, for the, next, mm-hmm. for the second year, which obviously he's going to pick up. Nobody's going to pass right. that up. But he's not going to play in Houston. Houston's rebuilding. They got their whole thing. Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr., they got, you know, uh, Christian Wood, Josh Christopher, Alperin Shengun. They're going to go young. Right. Guys, where is John Wall going to go? Well, I know he's not going to take a buyout. But also, no, if he does, that's the only way he gets free. Because, again, the Rockets are like, we're not giving up a first-round pick. Just, you know, cool, you don't have to come to the building, collect your chips, stay in shape until we find somebody to, like, kind of cheapen the price. But... At the moment, we're not we're not making that move. Um, but I mean, kudos to the Rockets. I'm shocked that Fertitta's even on some salute to the vets and finding suitors for these guys because <laughs> they're such right. good guys. You know what I mean? And and John has been pretty professional about the trade, right? He embraced it going to Houston. You know, obviously James Harden and dealing with that stuff, and then obviously PJ Tucker leaving the next and you know, Christian Wood being hurt and they draft all these young guys and it's a new culture. He doesn't want to be the uncle on a team. He doesn't want to be big bro at 31. He's 31 now. And, you know, I think John Wall still has a lot in the tank. Um, I'm not sure if he gets the starting job. He's kind of similar to Cam Newton at this point, right? He's not a distraction, but he also can contribute. Um, and I think it's, if it's a right fit and thinking of fits, and I would like to hear you guys' opinion on this, I had the Clippers the Pelicans, 76ers, and the Mavs. What would be the best spot for him? Are we talking as a buyout or as a I trade? I think it's a buyout. I don't I don't think any I mean, trade happens for them. Because I, I, I do just want to put this to bed for everybody who is going to say it or whatever. John Wall is not getting traded for Ben Simmons. Yeah, I don't like, see that happening we can, we can, at all. Just, no. just the pure fact that John Wall has played 113 games over the last four seasons and missed an entire season – He's there's not a lot you're going to get back in a trade for 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 John Wall. So I'm with you, Trey. It's going to be a buyout if it happens. I will say that. Jay. Uh, sorry. I would say that Wall and Embiid works better than Simmons and Embiid. If he's healthy, I just don't think you got the uh, I just don't think you're going to get there with him. I don't think he's he's going to be that guy anymore. I think he's along those lines. But, Jay, of those teams, Trey may, named. Who do you like the best? Yeah, so I don't. I don't like the Pelicans at all because I just think the fit with Zion is not there. I, I, I see Zion as sort of like a weird, weird point center type, and you're going to want the ball in his hands a lot. And if the ball is in his hands, you need a shooting point guard. And I, I think they they recognize that when when they went out and got Devonte Graham, um, paid. Quite a bit of money for Devontae. Overpaid Graham. for him. But, Overpaid yeah. for him. But yes. <laughs> but but still, I, I think they realize like, okay, this is going to be built around Zion with the ball in his hands. And to a lesser extent, Brandon Ingram with the ball in his hands. And they're trying to get guys who 
space the court around them. The, the John Wall thing is interesting because it's been a long time since he's been relevant. Like, years and years since he's been relevant. Even the last year he was, like, semi-healthy in Washington, he was kind of checked out, not playing much defense, hasn't really been good since... I don't know. What, what was last year John Wall was legitimately, like, all-star level, all-NBA level Ooh. good? That's a, that's a tough question, man. It's been like four or five years. And and so I, I'm curious to see whether he can still get there to, to a level where he can at least make an impact. I see him as like if he does reach a buyout at some point, he'll probably help somebody's bench because he can still get into the paint. He can still make plays. He, he, he certainly gives a, a level of dynamic playmaking even now that that very few, especially back if he's a backup point guard, like very few guys can do that. Um, but I don't think like we'll ever see all-star John Wall, like one of the better players on a playoff team, John Wall again. So I'm a, yeah. I'm a little lower on his value than, and, and maybe it's just because I, you know, he hasn't played much and, and he's dealt with a lot of injuries and, and even the last time he was healthy, like I said, like. I watched him play. I'm not even sure he wants to be out there playing. <laughs> he wasn't playing much defense. Like, I don't know. I mean, it 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 sucks because he was one healthy phenomenal. Yeah, like it was amazing to watch, and people forget how good him and Beal were together in the playoffs for Washington when they were right. Like they gave teams a lot of scares. Like they were they were a fun team to watch in the playoffs. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm with you. I don't think he's got a lot left just because the injuries really robbed us of getting to watch, you know, prime John Wall for so long. But I kind of like it if he could find a way to the Clippers. I think that's a a place they can use a backup. They can use him off the bench. You know, you have Reggie Jackson hopefully going to continue what he did in the playoffs. I got John starting over here if they get John. (laughs) I'm shaking the whole table. I ain't going to lie because at the end of the day, I'm cool with a third, fourth option, John Wall. Because, you know, again, speed, pace, you know, can give me – I don't need John Wall to get 20 points. John, give me 12 to 15, and we're good. And we are good. And I think even with low usage, if they could do like a whole dual back, like NFL-type situation, and just switch off with him and Reggie sometimes, I think it works. I think it works. I I and they're the one place I think that could possibly work out a trade. Yeah. You know, I think it's sending a guy like Luke Kennard. Terrence Mann. Um, Ter- Terrence Mann. And, and something. I would I mean, never give up Terrence Mann for John Wall. I mean, there's, there's, it depends what you're looking at. Let me pull up their roster real quick because I did have it up. I had something in my head with it. But move him. Use Eric Bledsoe as a contract filler. Maybe you don't send Mann. You know, because you're you're telling Houston, if I'm not getting a draft pick, you're not getting Terrence Mann. Is he more you know, impactful maybe than Eric Bledsoe, though? Is that I think a he can be. I'm I'm yeah. down on oh, yeah. Eric Bledsoe I'm by a lot. Off that, John, way better than Eric. I'm sorry, we're not doing that. 
but here's my here's my thing like john in his prime was was so good at getting the paint so good at making plays so good in transition so good one of the best like shot blockers for a point guard whoever lived but right now i have questions about whether he can defend i i have questions about you know whether because his shooting woes like what does he look like if he's a third option on a team like and and is he going to be okay with that? I I don't think we've ever seen John like be be a, in a place where he's taking a back seat and and so that can be a real adjustment, especially for a guy who has kind of I don't want to say it's a quirky game, um, but he has some some holes in his game that I think will make like fitting alongside guys as that third fourth option a little tougher. I think it's I think, I think it all depends on the roster. And, and can he still play think, D? But Bledsoe also has a lot of holes in his game. But he can play you know? D, and he's going to compete, and and he, I know that about him. Yeah, but you're not going to get any shooting from him. He's not great in the paint. He's not going to create for anybody else. I think you're forgetting the fact of how good of a passer John Wall is. Oh, no. You John know? Wall is a great passer, man. And, and, and that's something you're not getting from Bledsoe. The value for me for Wall is that the Clippers need a true playmaker, and I think you get more of that from John Wall than you do Eric Bledsoe. Yes. I think that's just kind and of John the John Wall going to sell there. tickets. He'd make it a little bit more appealing, no matter how yeah, no I, matter how they want to put it. He'd make it a little bit more appealing. And I do think a lot of the time I'm gonna kind of argue against myself here, um, but a lot of the time with great players, we underrate how how their level of basketball intelligence matters. And I, I think like that was one of the pieces why people underrated Blake Griffin going to the Nets because they thought, oh, he's lost a lot of athleticism. He can't do what he used to do. Yeah, well, the dude just knows how to play basketball, and that was what part of what made him great in the first place was that he knows where to be, he knows how to pass, he can just play next to anyone, and and so m- maybe there's a level to that with John Wall that 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 level of intelligence that allows him to be such a great passer, like Mo said, that he'll fit better in, in places that I'm I'm giving him credit for, but I'm I'm a bit skeptical about Wall making a difference anywhere. Well, I'd, I'd rather take a flyer on him than I would Bledsoe. And that's after knowing how much we've missed of uh, John Wall's But it's run. not really a flyer if it's like $90 million. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Hopefully, like, if you're the Clippers, you're, you're hoping it's going to be some sort of buyout. I mean, because here's the thing to me. I don't see the Clippers making the trade. I don't see anybody really making a trade, putting together for John Wall at this point. So I don't know. Like, Trey, if you're him and you're not going to take a buyout, are you willing to sit out a year? He won't sit out a year. I, I think they just I think the price just cheapens. That's all. Some teams just gonna have to because again, we got a lot of mandates. We got a lot of stuff going on, man, where a lot of guys gonna be like, I ain't vaccinated, I ain't playing. You know what I mean? Or they doing all this other stuff and a lot of injuries happen. So um It's just it's just hard building a trade when the dude has that much money. That you gotta match and, 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 and unless you're Oklahoma City again, and taking the, the the thing. It's been proven that there's no such thing as an untradeable contract. So I still got faith, no matter how bad you feel that that uh you know that that John has gotten or he's declined or whatever. I still think that some team could use him. And if it's a buyout, it's totally different. Like yeah. Yeah. if it's a buyout, you add John Wall and every team's calling Lakers literally Clippers, every team could, could like use him. that's yeah. uh everybody's calling at that point yeah th- then it totally changes things and everything i said is, is totally moot and everyone should watch on wall come on mo come on mo 
I think uh, more so, I'm, I'm curious about, well, first of all, happy birthday to CJ McCollum, you know, and launching his first shoe. Um, but I didn't get a chance to recap um, the overall best signings of the summer. Who got, who do you think got better? Like the, so, the, the best off season, who had the best off season to you? So that that's tough for me to, to answer. I, my, my probable answer is the Miami heat, because I think they went from a place where they were not going to win a title to, they gave themselves a chance to maybe compete because Kyle Lowry can make a difference. And I think PJ Tucker gives them a chance to have just an awesome, awesome defensive lineup. So, but there's also like a lot of potential downside to it. Like they signed Kyle Lowry to a lot of money for an aging point guard. And I'm not sure that he and Tucker will actually make a difference, especially with the Nets, like as, as talented as they are in the Bucks, also in the Eastern Conference. Like they may end up fourth or fifth in the Eastern Conference after signing a 35-year-old point guard um but i think because they gave themselves the chance of pushing themselves over the top like i think miami would probably be the one team that stands out to me where i'm not sure anybody else gave themselves a chance to like really take that step see i'm gonna i got i got brooklyn and for Besides just the signings they made, I I love the Patty they, Mills. They've got signing. like twenty one players on their roster. It's crazy. I lo- I I, I love I just love the signings. So that James Johnson, Paul Millsap. Um, yeah, they, but ultimately they did add a lot of talent, a lot of they, smart players. The the bigger thing is that nobody got so much better that I think that makes them the winner. Just in that sense of like they're still going to be so incredibly stacked. I think to me they're they're the winners almost just because. Nobody else found that big move. Like, you know, Miami, that's a good move, but I don't think that puts them in a contender status. I don't think, you know, Philly hasn't done anything. Milwaukee's the same, and they nearly beat them. You know, the Lakers are probably close, even after Russ, which I wasn't in love with, but I like a lot of the moves they made afterwards. I just think if you're Brooklyn, you're looking around going like, no, we're we're the favorites. And I think that's kind of the, the, the deal there. And I think that's, for me, that's why they're, they have had the best offseason. What about you, Trey? What's your... Well, I mean, obviously the Nets. I mean, I think that's a no-brainer. Uh, most people are, you know, kind of screaming for the Lakers. But I'm going to say Chicago Bulls. I like the direction that they're going in. I know... Look, we, we've we've heard it about the Rosen thing. Jay King. <laughs> but I honestly like the Caruso. <laughs> I like Lonzo Ball. Um, we're able to find Laurie a new spot, you know. And I think that they're going to be able, I think Billy Donovan is going to be able to kind of get this team going and move in the direction of where they want it to be as far as um, getting back to the playoffs. I don't see it like, oh, they're going to shock the world. But how it normally works out is may the, may the healthiest team win, right? We found this out through the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks, right? And what I've been hearing is... Bucks fans and everybody, even Castle fans are like, we're disrespecting the Bucks by not, you know, honoring them and saying, like, of course they may go back to back. Well, they lose PJ Tucker, who some thought was unplayable at times, and, you know, Pat Connaughton should have been able to start, and they bring back Bobby Porters, who played a, you know, a, a great 
uh, great role in, in, in that run. But then you factor in Brooklyn and you say, man, if they bring back a full healthy squad, right? The big three healthy, right? And then you think about the cerebral players they brought in. Yeah, Millsap is going to make the right play. LaMarcus Aldridge doesn't have to play a lot. I'm still nervous for him. He doesn't have to play a lot, though, but he's he's one of the guys. Javon Carter is probably one of the sleeper picks because he hounds guys 84 feet. You know what I'm saying? I love the way he plays. And I, that's the thing. I don't think a lot of people have seen him play before. I'm not saying, oh, he just changes the game and stuff like that, but he does all the right things. A safe point guard, a reliable point guard, you know, for those dog day games where you're on a road, five-game road trip, you're on the West Coast. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to come in and, and rally. I've seen it happen with Phoenix, you know what I mean? And he was able to, you know, kind of help that. And he obviously got out of rotation because they added so many other guards. But I think he he brings a different challenge and a different feistiness to this Brooklyn team. But I'm going to still stick to my guns and say Chicago. Um, and, you know, I'm interested to see what uh, DeRozan and, and Levine could do. Yeah, that's going to be a, a fascinating one. I think there's a – a broad range where people have them like they're going to make the playoffs and some people think they're going to miss. Like, I still think there's that, that sort of just wide net where people aren't sure fully what they are yet. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I want to see what they do. Will they be able to defend? Will those guys accentuate each other on offense? Because I think there's a chance like the Levine, the Rosen Vucevic overlap is, is pretty big. And I, I know DeRozan has become a very good playmaker and and Vucevic, you know, he he shoots well enough, especially as a big man, and can pass well too, to to help make things easier for other guys. But I'm not convinced that they'll help each other out offensively, and I know they won't help each other out defensively. So right. I, I'm a lot lower on the Bulls off season than Trey. What, what's the most fascinating team you guys have for next season? Like the one team you're like, oh man, I I can't wait to watch what happens there. The pin Philly. <laughs> I just want to see the drama. Like, I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm still, I'm still all in on the Hornets. I like the Hornets. They're fun, and Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, I'm not sure what Cat does, but I like Anthony Edwards, and I like Lonzo Ball. Not Lonzo Ball. Um, D'Angelo Russell. No, no. I'm, I, I, uh, oh, uh, uh, Mellow Ball. <laughs> Mellow Ball. I, I'm still, a, I'm still a huge fan of him, and you know Miles Bridges and what they've been doing, and you know Terry Rozier and. They got a fun team. They're probably one of the most fun teams to watch. So outside of that, they were fun to watch. They last were fun year. to watch they, last year. And I think that a healthy Minnesota Timberwolves will also be fun. Um, I, st- I still think the Lakers are the most fascinating. Oh, right. they deserve the association. They need a documentary or something. <laughs> it's gonna be, I mean, it's honey. Wasn't LeBron the one saying like, we should bring hard knocks to the NBA. Yeah, I mean, it, it should be the Lakers. It, 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 but he, I bet he was thinking and going like, I don't want it to be us, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, I think he does. I mean, you know, they do as believe. As long as it was his his own company doing the production. It's, it's interesting, though, what they've done as well. Because, you know what I mean? Like, you know, he put out a tweet saying that, he, you know, him seeing guys um, working on things that they shouldn't. Who do you think he was? I guarantee he was watching Andre Drummond. No, nah, I, I, I think it was Dwight Howard shooting a jumper. I, he might have watched my golf swing. Oh, I don't or he know. might have might been have watching Melo like... do other things. Like, I mean, I think Melo is still capable of doing a few things, but his role is going to be primarily catch and shoot threes. You know what I'm saying? And he shot like 41% from the three on catch and shoot. So, My thing with the Lakers, though, is I think they're going to be way more interesting in the playoffs. 
you know, like I think they're going to be awesome, assuming good health in the regular season. It's really one of the playoffs where I want to see how that all works because that's where it changes for Russ. 